Welcome to Get Right for Sunday, a podcast designed to prepare you for Sunday worship and beyond. Join Pastor Wright and myself as we look at the issues surrounding our church, Christian life, and the world at large through the lens of Scripture. Each week, we will be guided by the upcoming passages that will be read and preached on this week, seeking to invite you into a conversation about the Word of God for you. November 8th is the Sunday in which we're going to look at for Get Right for Sunday. It is actually the commemoration of Johann von Stolpitz, and it's also Katie's birthday. Happy birthday, Katie. Uh, Stolpitz is Luther's father confessor. Stolpitz is the one who was in charge of the monastery that Luther was living in when he had the great tower experience, when he discovers the gospel, when he's suffering through trying to figure out the law of God and the righteousness of Christ and what he is supposed to do. Stolpitz is reported to be the one that had the joy of listening to Luther confess his sins. <laughs> now, this doesn't sound like a big issue, except that Luther would sit down for up to six hours to ensure that he was confessing every sin, and Stoppitz had to sit there and listen to it, only for Luther to get up, walk away, and turn around and try to confess more. I would not have wanted that no, job. <laughs> not at all. And Stoppitz saw this actually not as a problem. He commended Luther for, for taking confession serious, but he also saw that Luther was missing the point, mm -hmm. trying to earn his way into heaven by making sure that he purged himself or confessed all his sins. And what's fascinating is Stoppitz actually pointed Luther to the means of grace, you find Jesus in the body and blood of Christ, the, the Eucharist. You find Jesus in baptism. You find Jesus in the preached word. And Stoppitz actually pointed Luther to find Jesus where he is to be found huh. so that there would be real comfort instead of you did this, God did this, go forth and be at peace, only to know that you will fail again and again and again. So... What I'm hearing is Staupitz was the guy who helped Luther go through his personal transformation, which led to the transformation of the church, the Reformation. Absolutely. And Staupitz is credited to really helping Luther and uh, not only supporting Luther, but had a lot of the same ideas. Now, with this, Staupitz was not a early Lutheran. Uh, he just saw that Luther was on to something mm -hmm. and, and saw that there was need to question the church at the time. But now to, to kind of split a hair, Staupitz saw what Luther was doing as merely questioning the church, not actually setting up a reformation or a way to change the church. This is one of the reasons why, why Staupitz released Luther of his... Uh, monastery monistic vows. So it saved the Augustinian uh, monastery face that they're not connected to <laughs> a, a heretic. Luther would be condemned a heretic. But it also freed Luther from the vows to actually do 
the things that he was working to do, the, the thesis, the disputations, challenging the authority of the Pope, councils, and cardinals. So while Staupitz wasn't directly involved in some of the reforms of the church that Luther kind of led and kick-started, he was responsible for helping Luther rediscover the gospel and for proclaiming that gospel to Luther. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Staupitz was not um, a, a dummy in any sense. He uh, was a on the faculty of uh, the University of Wittenberg, and he saw something in Luther and actually told Luther, hey, you need to read the Bible. I think that's a very funny statement for <laughs> someone to tell a monk, hey, I think you need to read the Bible. But Luther does read the Bible, and he starts studying, and he does discover the gospel. And Stauffitz actually pushes him to be a um, teacher of theology at the university, which really pushed him into this uh, spotlight where he had a place to speak where people would hear him and take notice and, as we know, get into trouble. So my question is, what does this history lesson uh, have for us today? What does uh, Johann von Staupitz have to teach us? Well, th that's a great question because it shows us that uh, Staupitz supported Luther, especially in the gospel. And Staupitz is beautiful in that sense, that it's the gospel. It's not the church traditions. It's not the church uh, commanding and demanding. But what does the gospel give? Again, pointing Luther to the means of grace, which flows right into our gospel lesson. And our gospel lesson comes to us from St. Matthew chapter 25. And it is the parable of the ten virgins. Now, we have ten virgins, and they're divided into two groups. You have the foolish virgins, and you have the wise virgins. And they're waiting for the wedding party. They're waiting for the bridegroom, which means just the groom. And they've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and something happens. The foolish virgins, they run out of oil to keep their lamps lit and they go to sleep and then the call sounds the bridegroom is coming let us all go to the wedding feast let us all go and celebrate this wonderful joy and the foolish virgins can't get in they can't see where they're going they're groggy from sleep and they're left out and so on the onset, there's a simple statement, be prepared because the bridegroom, Jesus, is coming. So I, th I think this is probably one of the more confusing parables, at least for me. Remember, parables are stories that Jesus tells to make a point. Uh, these events did not literally actually happen, uh, but Jesus is telling this story to those who are listening, to his followers, and sometimes even to those who oppose him to try to teach them something, usually about the coming kingdom of God. So what does this parable have to teach us about, I guess, the coming kingdom of God, uh, the, the, bridegroom, the bridegroom or the groom Christ coming and being prepared for that? When Jesus ascends into heaven, the statement that he makes is, I'm coming back. I'm not leaving you forever. 
we hear that he promises to come with the great crowd of uh, cloud of witness. He comes to bring and usher in the new heavens and the new earth. He comes to bring an end to the suffering of all that's taking place. Now, he doesn't give us a date, a time, or even a place, but we're told that everybody will see, everybody will know when Jesus shows up again. And this parable is simply saying, be prepared hmm. for the coming of Jesus because you do not know when it's coming. And so with that, be prepared at any time. And that is the challenge of our life. I think a lot of our Christian brothers and sisters have a lot of different ideas of what it means to be prepared, probably because they have different visions of what it will look like when Christ returns. Within the Lutheran tradition, and this is why I appreciate that we talked the history at the beginning, uh, Luther was kind of focused on the fact that God could come at any minute. Uh, he was focused on the, the kingdom coming now and the fact that Jesus could return at any time. Now, back then, it, it had been 1,500 years approximately since mm -hmm. Jesus had lived. Yeah. But even going back to the beginning, uh, St. Paul, St. Peter also talk a lot about being prepared for Christ's coming. And obviously, we know this has not happened yet because the Bible makes it very clear. Uh, when it happens, you will know it. You don't have to worry about predicting it. You don't have to worry, is this it? Is this not it? Because you will know. Everyone will know. And the Bible also says that to those who claim to know exactly what's going to happen or when it's going to happen or this and this and this and this and this is going to happen, those people are all wrong. Even Jesus says, I do not know the day or the hour. Only the Father in heaven knows. So if you hear someone claiming, okay, on, you know, July 7th, 2025, you know, that's when this will happen. They are wrong. They are guaranteed wrong. But we can still be prepared but what does that mean for us? And you hit the nail on the head. We don't know when it's going to happen, which means all the more reason to be prepared, to continue to look and live as if Jesus is coming now. This is really easy to say. And I would even go far as to say each listener of this podcast yearns and wants Jesus to come. But the question is, do you want him to come right now? Do you want him right now? Do you want the end of the world to happen right now? And, and that kind of gets scary because this is completely out of our understanding. Um, what does this mean? What is the new heaven? What is the new earth? I understand the things of this world. And I want Jesus to come. I want the resurrection. I want forever in his presence. But we also have these things we want to do, exactly. this, like this list of like, I haven't seen oh, Paris you know, got to gotta do all these things before Jesus, Jesus comes. Yeah. Um, I remember for me, you know, when I when I was younger, I was like, oh, like, I, I want to be a pastor before Jesus comes. I want to get married. I want to accomplish, you know, these things. Uh, but and this is put in conflict and contrast with the Paul Mons hymn, In So Lord Jesus quickly come, yeah. uh, which is kind of a, a prayer for Jesus to come quickly. And going back to the, the parable, the problem is the five foolish virgins, they know the bridegroom is coming. They know the promise. But what do they do? They let the oil in their lamp run so low that they no longer have the light 
provided with the lamp to do what needs to be do to be done. And on top of that, they literally fall asleep waiting. They're not prepared. They're not uh, waiting with expectation and anticipation. They really just let life happen, and they fall asleep. And then when the bridegroom shows up, they immediately run to the wise virgins. Give us some of your oil. Help us out. And the wise say, no, run back to the town and get your own oil. And this isn't a mean statement. This isn't them throwing them to the, the wolves. But if they were to give away their oil and wait for them, they too would miss the feast. They too would miss this great and wondrous banquet that is offered for them, which impresses upon us. Be ready for the coming of Christ. Live out your faith day in and day out. That's the forgiveness of sins. That is the promise of the resurrection. That is Christ with you, even when you're not in church. And what's amazing about this is that is what each and every Sunday is all about. You meet your Lord in word and sacrament. You hear that not only is he coming again physically, bodily, but he comes to you here and now to give you the forgiveness of sins, the strengthening of faith to withstand the patient anticipation of his second coming. Hmm. This is hard, and I don't want to make it easy or sound easy that, oh, all you have to do is just be happy that Jesus is coming and everything will work out. You still have a family to provide for. You still have work. You still have life. You still have all these things that are gifted to you by God to help you in this life in your weight, in your expectation of Christ coming again. Sunday is about being reminded Jesus is coming. The one who has redeemed you, the one who continues to love you, is coming to bring you to forevermore and the new heaven and the new earth. I think that's really what this podcast is all about. This podcast is designed to help you get right for Sunday. That is to prepare for Sunday, the day when Christ comes to you, when we celebrate that and when we experience that together by worshiping together. Uh, so this podcast is designed to help you do that, to help you be wise and, and prepared and not uh, like the foolish virgins. And then our Christian life as a whole is designed to prepare us for the ultimate coming of Christ at the end of time, when he comes physically, bodily, and everyone will know. And uh, I like what you said, that it isn't that we like kind of are in this permanent state of panic, like Christ is coming, Christ is coming, <laughs> and just like focused on that and nothing else, but that we are prepared by living out our life. And I, I think I have, it's hard for me to distinguish like, how do I live out my life in a way that's being prepared versus how do I live out my life in a way that's distracted from the coming of Christ? Because this, this call is not to forget the concerns of the world and only focus on the day Jesus will appear, but this call is to be reminded Christ continually comes to us through his word preached, through baptism given, through communion given, Christ 
uh, in so Lord Jesus quickly come, he comes to us every Sunday. Uh, but the, the Christian life as a whole is about serving him and serving our neighbor until that day. I think it was uh, Luther who said that if I knew for a fact that Jesus was coming tomorrow, I'd plant a tree today. Just this idea that even if Jesus is coming tomorrow, which he may be, we are prepared by continuing to do what he has given us to do today, to love our neighbor, to, to love creation, to live out our vocation. Vocation's the big word here that means basically the, the roles that God has given us, whether that be father, husband, wife, child, teacher, uh, student, worker, employee, a boss, whatever these vocations, these God-given roles are, to live them out but always having in mind the coming of Christ, which brings both urgency and comfort. Absolutely. And to do, well, simply a selfish plug, get right for Sunday is exactly that. To prepare you for this coming Sunday. And the statement, prepare you also for beyond, that's the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday, the Thursday, the Friday, and the Saturday. That's the Christian life. Thank you, Pastor and Vicar. Our Sunday Gospel lessons for the next three weeks come from Matthew chapter 25. We encourage you to read that chapter this week. Read the stories. Services at Holy Cross Lutheran Church are at 6 o'clock Saturday evening and 8 and 9.45 on Sunday morning. That 8 o'clock service is live stream on our Facebook page and our website. Feel free to continue today's conversation by contacting Pastor Wright and Vicar Leeper at GetRightForSunday at gmail.com. Thank you. And we hope you'll join us again next week for Get Right for Sunday. <laughs>